the price of admission. Welcome to the Michigan Huddle Cast, your inside Michigan huddle with your host. I'm Jared Bunch. I played fullback at Michigan through 1991. And I'm joined by my co-host, Jamie Morris, who also played running back with me for the Wolverines through 1987. But before we go any further, please stop what you're doing and find Michigan Huddlecast on iTunes. That's the Michigan Huddlecast on iTunes. Just search Michigan Huddlecast on iTunes and subscribe to stay up to date on everything that's going on inside Michigan Huddle. All right, let's start this episode by addressing the state of the Michigan football program. You're listening to Huddle Pass, the official voice of former college athletes. Okay, Mr. Morris, Jamie, you know, this is summertime. There's been a lot going on about uh, the new coaching staff, and and we talked about the satellite camps, but reality set in, the season is about to get started. And what have we got going on for preparation this summer? I mean, Jared, the thing that, the, the, again, and I hate to, to beat as a, a, a dead dog, but, I mean, it's, it's really about those satellite camps. They, they actually started. Since, uh, since we've had our conversation last month, they've actually started, and Coach Harbaugh and the coaching staff are on the ground and hitting it hard, going around the country and meeting and going and, you know, going to auxiliary camps and talking to the players and getting, getting the Michigan idea in everybody's heads. The other thing is, is that it's recruiting. I mean, we, we landed a huge um, recruit from uh, Cass Tech, offensive guard. I think they're talking about him playing offensive guard. Uh, and then Curtis Enos, the former running back at um, uh, Penn State, his uh, nephew just uh, signed on to be a running back at Michigan, a very fine running back. So, I mean – we're up and running. I mean, things are, things are happening on campus. Things are happening off campus. The coaching staff is out knocking on doors and uh, kissing babies and saying, hey, we want you to come to Michigan. Yeah, you know, I, I, I know. I get that. But what do we have to look for with the players that are already on the team and, you know, that are doing their preparation for this season? So what, what do we have to look forward to? You know, is it a well, rebuilding season or – no, it's not a rebuilding season. I mean, Brady Hoke, he, I mean, he did not leave the cover bare. I mean, we have players that are there. There's, I mean, I, um, they're into the weight room. You know, it's, it's strength and conditioning. Coaching staff really doesn't have that much involvement. As you know, you don't be involved with the coaching staff that much. You're with the strength and conditioning staff, and that's Kevin Tober, a disciple of Mike Gittleson himself. So they're going through their training uh, every every other day, um, working hard. Uh, you, you can even see old Coach Buddy come out and join oh. him a little bit. <laughs> and you can enlighten people on that. <laughs> literally, is the Coach Buddy back in action? Or are you saying literally that they have brought the Coach Buddy machine back to the field? I've heard from some players that they got this they got this uh, thing that looks like a lawnmower that they've been pushing. So. Uh, yeah, there has been, I, I haven't actually seen it. I need to go in and see if there is a Coach Buddy sighting, but players are talking about Coach Buddy. So I think we need to share uh, a little explanation of what Coach Buddy is. Now, Coach Buddy, when I was there, he's not your buddy. 
<laughs> no, <laughs> he's not your buddy. But he is. is he looks like an old-fashioned lawnmower that can be adjusted to so many tons or, or, or torque where you have to push it. You can make it lighter or you can make it heavier. And that pushing coach buddy helps you in your conditioning to be able to move big, like we used to say, big funky linemen out the way. So, <laughs> so uh, the coach buddy, that's in a nutshell, that's coach buddy. And, and, and I would love to see some, some guys take it old school. And, well, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna try to get some video of some players uh, pushing. If, if coach buddy is out there, I'm going to try to get some video and put it on my, put it on my Twitter. You know, we talked about the quarterback, and we talked about you know running backs because we're running backs. But um, where is the where are the battles that we're not talking about, but actually are really some some key positions and success for this year, this upcoming? Year? I mean, you got to think about. I mean, we've we've lost since since we've spoken last. I mean, we've we've had some guys that have that 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 have moved on. They they they've decided to. Not uh, stay at stay at the university. So we lost uh, some defensive backs. We did gain some defensive backs. I think you need to look at that. I mean, everybody talks about Jabril Peppers and how great of an athlete he is. And we talked about moving him around from safety to corner, from corner to safety. I mean, but you got to look at that. There'll be some new faces in the secondary. I mean, we need to look at the linebackers. I mean, we lost a guy in Jake Ryan. Someone who's going to replace Jake Ryan's spot. We got to look at the linebackers. I mean, the linebackers. You and you and I both know, Jer. You got to have that one player, yeah. that one leader that's going yeah. to go out there and battle. I mean, he doesn't have to be the best player on defense, but he's right. got to be the the most fierce player on defense. You know, I think so, speaking that speaking that way, you know, you look back over the years. You know, like like Eric Anderson at that position. You know, if you go down the line, you see guys who actually, I mean, they weren't the biggest guys, but they were very athletic, but they were leaders. You know, you look at Mark Messner, who was a defensive tackle. Uh-huh. But, you know, All-American, uh, but he didn't have the size of a prototype of a defensive lineman. Uh, Eric Anderson didn't have the size of a prototype linebacker. Right. That's, I, I hear what you're saying. Which, so that's what needs to come through in these battle positions. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. I'm saying we've got to have a guy that, that distinguishes himself outside of the team. He's got to be that one guy that, you know, if, you know, if he sustains an injury, I, I'll work through it. I'll work it out. I'll make sure I'm on the field 24-7. He's got to have that. He's got to, he's got to be that guy who – who responds to the call? Is there and anybody that's sticking out uh, that you you know surprise or? There's a few guys. I think I think you got a few guys. I, I you know, uh, but they. I mean, you know, it's got to you know you got to get that one guy. And I, I mean, I mean, there's there's a few defensive linemen that that are returning that you know they need to respond too. So I mean, you got guys. Yeah. That are that that will that are able to respond, but it's you know, it's the call of duty. Who's gonna who who's gonna answer that call? That's I think that's the key right there. Um, from an offensive standpoint, you know as well as I do, the team goes as, as far as the quarterback goes. 
Okay, I know, I know. We 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 as running backs like to think they go when how the running back goes, but it goes as far as the, as the quarterback goes. And I'm not talking about he's got to throw over four thousand yards. I'm not talking about he's he's just got to be a game manager, not make mistakes. Guys, guys that are gonna that are gonna that are gonna grind it down the field. I mean, this is the kind of year that you're gonna have because. It's a, first of all, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a staff. It's the first time this staff gets to coach with this team. And they're going to get to know each other during summer camp. And then they're going to fall. And you know as well as I do, if they, if, if they can put something together, it'll be a magical year. And I'm not talking undefeated season or anything like that because I'm realistic. I'm talking about having a good magical season, reaching a bowl game and going from there. So – you know, in the summer when we, when we used to do uh, conditioning on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and we'd have some time we'd get together to do, um, you know, passing drills, whatever. With mm-hmm. the, the amount of hours that they're allowed, that the coaches are allowed to spend with the players now, what's the preparation like in, in comparison to what it once was where coaches could come and have – Basically, seven on seven, two or three times a week. Can they still do that? Do they do they still do that, or is there a different setup for preparation over some workouts? Uh, as you said, things have changed a lot. I mean, you don't you don't get to really have that much interaction. There's no interaction on the field with coaches. It's a volunteer thing. The players have got to do it themselves. I mean, sure, the players okay. have got to take the playbook onto the field themselves. There's no real interaction with the coaching staff. Oh, so the coaches are not allowed to be out there with them? Right. I mean, they could sit in the classroom and go over classroom work with them, but overall, out on that field, no. That's a violation nowadays. You do, I mean, really, it's an opportunity for these kids to catch up on their schoolwork, and that's the way the NCAA sees it. So that being said, I mean, you've got to be a young man who wants to come here and be that type of young man that wants to, uh, that wants to play football at Michigan. And that's the kind of that's the kind of thing that Coach Harbaugh is trying to find out if he's got those kind of players, and he's out recruiting those type of players. You know, guys that that, that have that self motivational style. Oh, and I, I know I know about <laughs> I know about that self motivation, and uh, <laughs> yes, you do motivation. You know that which would take us into what we like to call our memory lane segment. You're listening to Huddle Pass, the official voice of former college athletes. Now, in this segment, we're going to talk about what we just mentioned, what you just mentioned, and, and, and that is being a, you know, a self-sufficient or a person that has the dedication to continue to go through the summer camp or through the summer workouts. The summer mm-hmm. workouts when I was there, man, were so intense that the only thing that you liked about a Monday was Monday night. Because exactly. you knew that Tuesday you had off, but Wednesday, the only thing you, that you didn't like about Tuesday was that Tuesday night, you know when you go to sleep, you got to get up to go for a Wednesday workout. And it was like the worst of the worst when you did it. But as soon as you finished, you felt good. But those workouts were some of the uh, – even in the pros, I've never had a workout as hard as I had through the summer training with Mike Gittleson. No, you're right. I mean, I mean, 
but those are the things. That's how you. That's how you. You bring that team together. That's how a team responds. You see that response, and it, it, that's the type of team. What kind of team that you have? I mean, guys are pushing you, and you're pushing. You're pushing your teammates, and they're pushing you, and you guys are you're bonding. You 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 you're coming together as a team. It's it's not the coaching staff; it's the players that need to come together. You, I mean, it's it, I mean, we talk about how how our coaches helped us come together. They helped us come together. They didn't bring us together. We came together in the in those summers, and how we became distinguished from different teams. You're there for four to five years. Each team, if you think about it, there, each team is different, and it's built differently. You still you take them. You take the positives from the year before and you try to extend them to the next year, but you build it from a different team each and every year. I look forward to those because they were great. I mean, my freshman year, I didn't know what to expect, so I was nervous and scared. But as, as the years build up, it was great to see how those teams came together. Yeah, you know, actually, in the summers, really, it was because the, the, the student body was so much smaller in the summer. You're, basically, it was uh, all athletes. You know, if you had a right. summer class, you took it. You, you know, you took a class. But basically, it was it was all athletes, and we stayed in different dorms. As a matter of fact, you and I stayed in the same uh, apartment building once. <laughs> exactly, once. we did. Yeah, I remember somebody breaking down the door. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Trying to get in, you know, um, or what we trying to get out. I don't know. It's one of those things, but. Uh, I remember when we used to have to walk across the street and um, get up to go for, for training. You know, at that time we had an option. You could go in the morning or you can go at 5 o'clock. Right. I like to do it in the morning. Uh, do they still have that option of, of morning? They, and they do. They do. As I said, uh, Kevin Tobert is a disciple of Mike Gittleson. So that being said, players have an option – to uh, do it in the morning or do it in the after or do it in the afternoon, so they do have that option again. And is I think it's great. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or is it? Yeah, it's still Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and uh, it's great. I mean, it's great to see the players doing what they're doing, and it's kind of cool for me to see because they're doing what we used to do. You know, mm-hmm. their experience, those kind of that kind of uh, camaraderie that we experience. Right. Do you know every once in a while that we, we would do a team, you know, a team training? I remember when we, had, we were playing uh, Notre Dame and it was a, a night game, we would actually do a night team conditioning. Do they do, they do a team? Is, do they at certain times, instead of Monday, Wednesday, Friday, do they just pick, okay, we're going to have a team training? Uh, you know what? I think they do. I think I, I, I have not. I'm going to go down and visit Kevin. And you know what? Next month, I'll have the whole layout for you, Jared. That's a good. Okay. That's that's a good. A great question. And so I will report back to you next month on how they train and what they're doing. You know what? Maybe we'll try to get Kevin to come on. That that would be a great guest. I mean, I, I love the fact that that he is a disciple of Gittleson and, and that he's a part of the new and a part of the old, you know? I mean, that's, that's a great thing to have of being able to touch on both parts because, you know, we know this football thing is changing. I mean, the guys are getting stronger, faster, taller, wider, 
um, they're more agile, you know, the, the equipment is becoming lighter, it's becoming more flexible, it's being able, all these things coming together, you can't just stay stagnant and do the same thing over and over again. You have to adjust and mold to the things that come, and I'm glad to see that they're doing that. No, I mean, like you said, it's, a, it's great, it's, but we still keep tradition, but they still learn new ways of doing it, which makes, it, makes, makes the body, I mean, it's all about the core. You know as well as I do, it's all about the core. It's not just pumping how much weight you can pump. It's right. all about doing exercises that help you, that will help you in your position. So it's, it's, I think, it's a, I think it, they're moving in a great way for athletes themselves, for college athletes themselves. So I think it, you're right. It's an opportunity for them to, um, you know, help, help our athletes out. Indeed. Another now, thing, I'm, I'm not sure if you'll be able to answer this question, but uh-huh. what is the conditioning test? Is it, you know, we had the mile-and-a-half run and the uh, 10, 40-yard sprints. Do they still do that? See, that's some, it's a new staff, so I'm going to have to find out. Uh, again, that I have to find out from Kevin. That'll be something we can find out and we find, you know, and hey, don't think that Jim Arbaugh's not old school. He's bringing back the helmet decals. Remember we were talking about that last month? So yeah. He's doing yeah. some stuff that he, you know, that he did at Michigan. So he, I mean, he, hey, that mile and a half may be, may be making a return. <laughs> <laughs> it may not serve. It may not serve anything. I still remember my time. What was it? I know the time I had to be. What was your time? I don't even remember, but I made it each and every year. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna say this: if I would have known what I knew, what uh, I know now, yeah. I would have ran a much slower my first year. Yeah, I don't. I, hey, I'm I thought trying to impress. <laughs> do you remember the first time that you had to run it? Oh yeah. I remember it. And it was, wait a minute, I was so in shape, I, I ran it like it was a breeze. Now, my right. sophomore and junior year, it was hard. Correct. You know, that's why I was saying, you know, that freshman year, when you, you come in and you have no idea what you do, you know, you're, you're coming in and you see all these new recruits, uh, new uh, freshmen along with yourself, and the coach takes you on the track and says, okay, we're going to run a mile and a half a time. So you want to do your best, you know. Oh, yeah, I ran like the third fastest of everybody there, right? Exactly. I didn't know that each year you got to you got to <laughs> <laughs> each year you have to beat that time. Exactly, you got to beat that time. And remember it though, if you know, mine was for the whole all five years that I was there. I had to be go under ten minutes. That's it. So you had As to I got five heavier, times, see? They said, okay, <laughs> since you are heavier, heavier, but you still have to beat. Ten minutes. That was it. Wow. So it was like nine. It was nine uh, forty-six or something like that. And then so as I got heavier, they said, "Okay, you just have to beat ten minutes." The last year, my fifth year. Yeah. It was rough. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was rough, 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 rough. It was rough. I remember Mike Gittleson yelling at me saying, you're not going to make it, Jamie. You're not going to make it on my last time around. And I, I pretty much sprinted. And when I made it, I made it, 20, I made it 20 seconds faster, which I wanted to make it like 10 seconds faster my junior year. So I came through 
I'm like, I need a gun. This yeah. is gonna kill me. <laughs> they still, well, I, they still run it. Well, you don't know that, but the track, the track. Um, there's so many changes on this campus now. I don't even do they, Did they redo the track? They're getting ready to move the track and the whole campus, athletic campus, down to where the uh, book school. I mean, the the book the, uh, textbook uh, factory was. We just bought the, I mean, the uh, athletic department just bought the land down that way, heading, uh, heading south down State Street. Wow. And uh, it's, the campus is getting bigger, Jared. So and, what is going to be there? What's going to be, you know? I think they're going to put parking in that, in that they're going to cover that track and put parking in. The campus is gorgeous. Oh, it's beautiful. I mean, the campus is gorgeous. The athletic facilities are even better than ever. Uh, the football facilities, you wouldn't believe what you see. So, I mean, from the days of Bo Schimbeckler having a spike in the wall, a spike in the wall where his locker was to now, I mean, right. those days, we, they, we've, we've jetted to those days now. Those were some very fun times, which moves us to our next segment, which is Ask the Huddle. You're listening to Huddle Pass the official voice of former college athletes. In our next segment of Ask the Huddle, that's where you, the listener, can send in your questions. Just tweet jmorris23 or Jared Bunch. That's our Twitter handles, at jmorris23 or at Jared Bunch, J-A-R-R-O-D-B-U-N-C-H. Just send us your question, tweet us your question, and we will answer it on our next podcast. We look forward to hearing from you. We love to get your input on how we're doing and the information that you would like to hear in future podcasts. Don't forget to mention the softball team that finished runner-up oh. here to the oh. national championship. Don't oh. you forget that. Oh. Yes. Yes. All right. We do have something to celebrate. Um, the softball team did make it to the finals of the softball championship. They did come up. They, they well, well, going into the, it was a best of three. They split one one in the last game. What happened? It didn't go our way, but it was exciting. It what? made for great. It made great for TV. Right. You know, they when we were there, the softball field was right outside of. Uh, Right outside of Schimbecker Hall. Is it still there or have they moved? It is still there, but it, you wouldn't even recognize it. Like, that, like the rest of the campus, it is a bigger stadium. It is a TV, made-for-TV stadium. Well, ESPA a, can set, come in and set right up, and it's got, it's got lights. And you can have night games there now. Oh, well, that, yeah. Well, that wasn't like that when we... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, 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 no. And it's, right, it's still right... On the corner of where, like the the field house, Ustaban Field House, yes, right outside of Ustaban Field House, which now Ustaban with with the Glick with the Glick Field House, um, you, uh, softball uses it for their batting cages and everything like that. So Ustaban Field House is a, is a part of Michigan softball too. Okay, all right, it's right. great. And well, congratulations to the ladies for a great season. Uh, I think that. 
the Michigan yeah. program of athletics has been in the top echelon in, in all athletics for so many years. It's only a matter of time before we return to that level. I think it's just been, uh, you know, like everything, it runs in cycles. But we still love our Go Blue and our Wolverines, don't we? We do. Always will. Live <laughs> and die. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do appreciate my co-host, Jamie, calling in and making sure that we can get all the information that we need about the Michigan program and Michigan athletics. We still love for to hear from you. You're listening to Huddle Pass, the official voice of former college athletes. You've been listening to the Michigan Huddle with Jared Bunch and Jamie Morris. And again, please find us on iTunes. Just search Michigan Huddlecast on iTunes. Once you find us, please subscribe to the podcast, and we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star rating and a review. Thank you so much for joining us this month inside Michigan Huddle. We'll be back in July for yet another installment of Michigan Huddlecast. See you next month. Go Blue. Go Blue. You're listening to Huddle Pass, the official voice of former college athletes. Get in the huddle at HuddlePass.com and HuddlePassNation.com. You can also subscribe for free to the Huddle Pass Weekly Game Plan and to your program's huddle. Get in the huddle.